0: What you doing nothing watching Grey's Anatomy on Netflix what you doing girl you ever finally have sex with somebody and it just wasn't good hell yeah what happened <sighs> girl I'm leaving his house now can I come over mm-hmm text me when you outside all right okay right. what's up y'all welcome to another episode of you ever podcast my name is Denise my name is Alexis and on today's episode we are by ourselves and we're together y'all so y'all gonna see us on camera um so before we get started on our questions today we are going to talk about um, we're going to do a mental health check-in so you know just how we doing dealing with covid all that stuff so how you been alexis i ain't seen you in a while y'all i haven't seen alexis And I don't know how long it's been. That's because she, yeah, because COVID. No, no, because I was going to tell the people (laughs) because of COVID. (laughs) Yep, that's exactly (laughs) why. Um, I know I missed you. I've been okay. I mean, still working from home for the most part. Mm -hmm. But these COVID, I heard that the COVID cases Mm. is going up. Um, and it's a lot of people that has it, that, mm-hmm. well, I know someone close to me that just got it, mm-hmm. and then I have be been hearing, like, oh, so-and-so has it, or so-and-so has it, you know, it's, like, crazy, but I've been cool, though, y'all, how have you been? I've been good, um, as I mentioned, when I walked in your door, I had a headache, okay? <laughs> Today was a very long day at work. Oh my gosh, I've just been, I've been so over it and drained. I've been having so much stuff to do, not only with work, but also um, in my own personal life. (laughs) Yes, no, I agree with that, for sure. So it's just been like, dang, like, I got stuff going on in my own life, or my personal life, and then my work life, and then, you know, friends and family, and like you said, with covid it's crazy because I remember, like, months ago, like, five, six months ago, I didn't know anyone that had it. I only knew one person that had it. And everybody else I didn't know. Like, it was, like, maybe a, a distant, like, my friend's relative or something like that. But no one in, like, my close circle. Yeah. And now it's, like, I know, like, I could count, like, at least ten people who've had it. Are they so, okay, though? Yeah, everyone has been okay except for one person. One person passed away. Wow. And yeah. it was specifically from COVID. hmm oh. But they also had um they had cancer. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so they had cancer and then they caught COVID and then so I think when when they say like, you know, if you have those um underlying mm-hmm. mental not mental illness, you are, you have those underlying needs, um or conditions that, you know, it may be harder or it your makes body. it worse. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Not that, you know, we should still be going out there because we young and healthy and just living our lives, but... Yeah. I don't know. This time has really taught me a lot, like... I've been able to, like... Yeah, because at first you would still be like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. You're mm-hmm. like, okay. Now you like, I'm staying home. Yes. Don't <laughs> ask. I ain't coming. For real. Like, <laughs> I had a couple friends invite me, and I'm like, nope. Yes, not going. I had a whole game night, y'all. She <laughs> came to read my Christmas gift, and then so I'm like, You sure you want, on you want no plate or nothing? <laughs> I was out of there. <laughs> yeah, so I've been really just staying to myself. Um... Yeah, I, would like, deactivated my um social media, like, a month ago, over a month ago now, and I've just been, like, I ain't been on social media, I've just been chilling, I've been studying for this test I gotta take, yeah, I've been, like, reorganizing and finding, like, new things to do. Oh, I love reorganizing. I do, too, I love buying, I, girl, I done bought so much stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I, I done love- bought so much stuff, But, you know what? Okay, you remember a couple months ago, or maybe it was longer than that, uh, we were supposed to, we told ourselves we would buy ourselves, like, a nice gift. Have you done that? No. Okay, so, I haven't bought, it wasn't a nice gift, but I bought me some shoes. I bought me some Vans. It was, like, $50. So, I bought me some Vans, and then I told myself that, um every paycheck i'm gonna buy myself something so even if like this time i bought me some vans i want to buy me some new work clothes mm-hmm. even though I'm, most of the time i'm working from home but i do go out and go to the office and go to you know yeah so i want to buy me some work clothes so i want to just buy stuff oh i want to buy me some more perfume because like now like you bought me perfume and sylvia bought me perfume for um for christmas so like i yeah. just want to build up my perfume collection I like so that. yeah that too Okay, I like that. No, I I need to... I can't remember the last time I bought myself something. And that is so sad. It no, is. you know what? I bought myself some pajamas recently. Some pajamas? <laughs> yes. Girl. And they're only like seven bucks out, Some pajamas. <laughs> yes, y'all. I haven't <laughs> bought myself nothing because I'm so... I'm trying to... In my mind, I have a goal that I'm mm-hmm. trying to meet this year financially. Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh, I can't... But then again... I can't... I'm trying not to be so selfish with myself, you know? Mm -hmm. I buy necessities, like food and stuff, but other than that, I know... Listen, I told myself this year that I was not going to be so harsh on my savings goals because I could literally die tomorrow. I know. I have to remind myself, like, we are doing good. We are doing good. We know so many people who, at our age or even older who are not in a position that we're in. So I just have to remind myself that it's okay to, like, buy yourself stuff. And my sister always makes fun of me because she's like, you're so frugal, you're so cheap, like, blah, blah, blah. And it sometimes it's good, you know, sometimes it's good to be cheap. Yeah. But other times it's like, it's okay to buy yourself stuff or to, you know, say you're saving this amount of money and you're like, okay, this month I'm only going to save this amount. And I'm going to use this to do that. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm planning I'm do to do. That next month. I'm pl- yeah. I told my look, cause I I said next month, cause girl says this perfume is 120 dollars that you want? That I want. What kind is it? Chanel. Okay. And I was like, I've been looking at that perfume for probably two months, and I'm like, I am not paying 120 dollars for this perfume. And the other day, I was like, fuck it, I'm about to pay 120. Yeah, just get it. You do. Know I want those Uggs, like the shoe kind. It has, like, the shoe shoes. Oh, yeah. Those are so cute. They're only, like, maybe, like, 120. Same. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to get myself those for real. And this is what a Q always tells me, too, is that, like, because I don't buy myself shoes. Remember I told you the other day I just bought myself some fans? I don't buy shoes. Because yeah. shoes aren't a necessity to I mean, they're a necessity, but, like, I already have shoes, so it's not like I need more. You know, there's people who, like, they're really into shoes, and they got... 20 yes, 30 pair. Yes. I think I have maybe five pair of tennis shoes, right? So, like, I'm not really into shoes, it don't matter now that I'm an adult. Usually, like, back before I was working, like, I was like, Oh, I want some tennis shoes, I'm all into Jordans and stuff. But now, as an adult, I'm like, I spend 80% of my time, the stuff that I wear is for work, yeah. So, why do I need Jordans if? In- <laughs> That is true So I think that's part of it As I'm becoming an adult But like shoes you need shoes So and shoes last a long time So I think about when I'm starting to buy things I'm starting to think about like okay Is it something that's Gonna last me a long time Or is it something that I'm gonna have it today And it's gonna be gone tomorrow
1: That's true
0: You know what another thing Well I buy a lot of sandals Cause I I've never been a shoe person mm-hmm. anyway, like a tennis shoe person. But another thing that I told myself Do my you son, even own tennis shoes? I don't think I've ever. Do I never wear tennis shoes? I have some. I'm trying to think <laughs> if I've ever seen you <laughs> wear tennis shoes. I really don't I think, hate tennis shoes. I really don't think I've seen you wear tennis <laughs> shoes because I don't like them. I don't just don't like them. No, I haven't. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Not even like you don't even do you have boots or anything? I have some boots. I got those. Oh no, those are yours. I got some black boots. Um, I got some Vans. I got three pair of Vans. I got some Nikes. I got okay. some Vapor Max that I don't wear. See, I I don't think I've. Yeah, I can't remember you wearing tennis shoes, but I told myself that since we're doing a mental health check-in, I'm always so like. I'm trying to accept myself for who I am, right? And mm-hmm. my hair. Like, I plan on having my natural hair out and probably until my birthday, mm-hmm. which is a long time from now. I'm just going to, like, YouTube, like, different hairstyles, you know, things like that. Um, that's another thing I told myself that I was going to do this year, where be me mm-hmm. for a majority of the time. Yeah. Plus we girls. Especially me. I've been spending a lot on different hairstyles. I don't, I'm not doing that. Yeah, lately, well, if y'all are not seeing us on video, we, we both have our natural hair out. And I, um, sometimes one, you see a break yes. from all the stuff. But, um, I, you know, I cut my, when you first met me, my hair was short. So, like, I've been just trying to, you know, grow my hair out, take care of my hair more. Because yeah. the reason why I cut it is because I had dyed it red and it was a mess. So, I just cut it all off. So, um, I've been trying to do that too, just to find, like, ways to wear my hair. I've been, I've been doing my own hair. I think the last, like, couple hairstyles I've done myself, I just do crochet it's easy. It's cheaper. Um, yep. So, I've been doing that because I'm like... You know, I've been trying to find other ways to save money. That is and true. And hair is definitely one of them. And then, like, also, you know, like, um something that's helped me a little bit is that the nail shops are like closed. <laughs> so, my feet not done. And my eyebrows not done. So, yeah. Well, I definitely pay for this hairstyle, y'all, yeah, because I needed my ends clipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... She, I washed it, so she just pressed it and cut it, so that was cool. But yeah, next time, I'm not gonna go to her every two weeks. Right. So next time, I'm gonna just do it myself. But mm-hmm. I really did. And she cut a lot. Um, but it's cool. It'll grow All back. Right. I know, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Look at me you remember I got a ponytail, girl. I'm like, my hair can fit it ponytail. Grew <laughs> a ponytail. It definitely grew <laughs> a lot. And to think I was gonna get my hair cut into a bob. I remember. I would not have been able to wear it up on the for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're hearing the lot. Oh, all, shit. No. Unless, you, unless you put it all the way in the back, but it'd be. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I right. always have to do. And I have to yeah. gel that shit. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, you ready to get into the question? Yes. Okay, so, y'all, the first question we have is, you ever had a hard time grieving from a loss? Yeah. Have you? Let's talk about it. Yes, let's talk about this. Um, I have. One, the first thing I want to say is that everyone experiences loss. So, whether you experience a loss of, like, a human. um, right. And then there's, you know, you got friends, you got family, you got distant relatives. Or you experience the loss of yourself. Like, physically mentally i like that yeah um and the, or just the loss of like something like your phone or you know an item that you really were connected to yep. a jacket that you love so everyone experiences loss um but most people when we think of loss we think of the death of someone mm-hmm. right so yeah i've experienced loss and um more specifically i talked about this on uh, previous episodes but the loss of my mom and my grandparents so, those are obviously, you know, the people that are closest to me. Um, I lost my mom when I was 10. And um, I'm not on Instagram right now, but I did this poem. Oh, yeah. Um. So, y'all should check that out whenever I reactivate my Instagram. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, just, you know, just being so young and, like, not really understanding, like, what is going on. I How feel did like- you grief. With my mom, I feel like it was a lot easier than with my grandmother. And I don't know if that's because of the age. So I passed, my mom passed away when I was 10. And then my grandmother passed away when I was 20. Mm. Yeah, I was 20. So when my my mom passed away, my grandma, she took care of me and my siblings. Mm -hmm. So my grandma cared for us. So, like, for a majority of my, you know, my childhood, I would say, or my, I won't say childhood, but my youth, my grandmother was there. And so, that's where I learned a lot of stuff, you know, it's from my grandmother. So, for my grandmother, it was hard. Because, and it's also different, because my mom passed away in her sleep. Mm-hmm. She passed away from a brain aneurysm. And my grandma passed away, she had a stroke. So, she had a stroke, but then... um she just had a lot of complications after the stroke so literally after she had the stroke she was in the hospital for a year wow yeah and like my family was kind of conflicted like some people wanted her to some people wanted to like quote unquote pull the plug mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and the other people just wouldn't like no like she's gonna get better you know he's being really positive and i think that that's always hard too when it comes to um like losing someone or someone being in the hospital yes so you my grandma i i definitely had um depression with her um and i think like again in a previous episode i talked about my first time going to therapy when i was in college so this my grandma passed away when i was in college so going to therapy so um and i i want to say i said i was gonna go do therapy again but i haven't I definitely need to. Um, That's something that I want to do, but I haven't. um... Yeah. So that's been like my experience with loss. It's been hard. A lot of people always see me like as the quote unquote strong friend. Like, oh my gosh, like you've been through so much. I definitely do. (laughs) You're so strong. Yeah. And I am, but then it's like sometimes you just can't take it. Like you know, you just need to let it out, and it's so it's okay to like cry it's okay to be emotional especially for men yeah but, we but we'll get into like the whole men, the men conversation yes so what about you okay um the only loss that was really really close to me that I dealt with was my grandma mm-hmm. and I was in ninth grade so I was probably about what 14 at the mm-hmm. time and she had heart failure so she was in and out of the hospital for like months and then they finally sent her home they finally said there's nothing else that we could do so she my i love my grandma she was just so like she said um well i wasn't there but recently she had a birthday so when we were at the cemetery we were just talking about like the old times and stuff like that so my auntie was like she told them like i'm not dying in here like we go i want to go home you know mm-hmm. so then they sent her home with the nurse it was like a 24 hour nurse or whatever. Um, you know they, it had like different shifts and stuff. Um, and then that was hard because she died on the Fourth of July with everybody there mm-hmm. so I, wouldn't, I would never forget this day. I was um, I was in her room checking on her, and then she had like tears coming out of her eyes mm-hmm. but she was in a coma. So I'm like okay I didn't think that's another thing I didn't even tell nobody so I'm walking to the store with my best friend Brene um so we're walking to the store and my cousin comes out and was like come back come back like granny's not like she's not breathing anymore mm-hmm. and I was like dang like was that you know like because I was there and she was crying like was that transition or whatever so then she ended up um passing away right then and there Mm -hmm. and then i was still young at the time but grieving wise i've always been to one to i've always been the one to express myself like i always tell you know who i who i feel like i can confide in Um, How I felt about it Mm -hmm. So I was very very expressive To like my friends and my family Especially my best friend Because she was there throughout the whole thing We had the funeral I wrote a poem And I stood up there And I couldn't finish it And she walked up there And finished it for me Mm -hmm. Um, So she was like the main person I feel like I confided in But I can't Honestly can't really remember too much of it But um, I knew that she was in a better place. Mm-hmm. And I felt like me knowing that helped me with coping with it. Mm-hmm. You know, cause she's not suffering anymore. Right. And she was suffering for mm-hmm. a long time. And I know that she's well, you know, I feel like she was in a better place. So that really helped me. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, speaking of grief, um, I just want to go over and talk about like the five stages of grief being denial, Anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yeah. And so those, you know, in the mental health realm, those are like, you know, when you experience loss and you have grief, those are like the five stages. Um, Did and you experience I think it, any of those? Definitely. Um, in order or like? Because some may experience different ones. Yeah. So, I mean... I think for a lot of situations, it kind of, you kind of will go in order mm-hmm. because, you know, you're in shock, you know, at the beginning, like, no, this isn't true. Like, no, she didn't pass away. Like, you don't, you're, you're in denial. And then, you know, that second stage, you're angry, you're upset. Right. Like, so I think why we've this- all, right. Why did this have to happen? And then the bargaining stage is like, you know, I'll give up my life to replace this person or I'll give up, you know, you're bargaining something in replace of the, what you lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course depression. A lot of pe- a lot of people experience depression. I know for myself particularly, I can't really pinpoint the first three stages of grief. But depression hit me when my grandma passed away, or when my when my grandmother was sick and we knew that yeah. she was going to pass away. Um, depression hit me really bad in college. Um, and whoo ah. God is good for me to have made it through that. I'm like I look back on that situation and I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like I was going through so much. I can't. And believe. you're in college. Yes, That's and I'm I'm you know six uh, a six hour drive from home. So you know all this is happening. All this happened while I was in college, and so I was really contemplating transferring. I'm like, I really wanted to go to UCLA. Anyways, let me just transfer to UCLA. Like, I really wanted to transfer. Yeah. But I'm glad that I, you know, I stuck it out. But yeah, I definitely went through depression, and acceptance. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm there for for the passing of my grand my grandparents and my mom. Like, yeah. I've accepted it, um, and I'm just learning to cope with it. And obviously, everyone has different coping skills, but it's very important that. Not just for loss, but for anything, mental health in general mechanisms. to have coping skills, to have positive coping skills. So people drinking, substance smoking, use, yes. smoking, drugs—that is not a coping mechanism. It's a negative coping mechanism, but it's not gonna solve your problems. And I mm-hmm. realized that when um, I had, alcohol wasn't a coping; it was never been a coping mechanism. And anyone who knows me knows that I don't drink alcohol like that. Like. I'll do it for fun, but I'm not the type of person to just sit up at home and just, like, have a drink. Like, yeah. it has to... I'm a social drinker. There you go. I'm a social drinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but alcohol is a depressant, specifically alcohol. You know, you have other drugs that are... It's called, like, uppers that, you know, get your mood up. But alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. So people don't realize but when you drink alcohol, it can depress your mood or bring your mood down. And if you're already depressed and you're drinking alcohol, it's going to make it worse. Yep. So just, you know, beware of your coping mechanisms and make sure you find some positive coping mechanisms. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything like too extravagant. That's true. But I also want to point out to be aware that you are going down the wrong path in choosing your coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say when I first started this job, it was so stressful. I didn't know how to balance things. I didn't know how to know how to do notes and do all. It was just so much. So I found myself coming home every day. I want to say I did this maybe a month. I don't feel like it it went over a month. Every day um. Well, every work day, Monday through Friday, I was coming home drinking wine because mm-hmm. I was just like, dang, like I had a long day. It was always something, and then I caught myself. I'm like, okay, like I'm not. This is not. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to just be drinking wine every day. <laughs> so then, that's when me and my coworkers started doing yoga. We was doing the yoga classes after work, specifically mm-hmm. after work. So I found um, other things to do versus drinking thank mm-hmm. god it was just wine i'm not throwing back tequila shots every <laughs> night you know but i did i'm i notice whenever i'm going through something i know that i'm going through something and i know why mm-hmm. and i always voice that like oh i feel this way because of this like mm-hmm. i always know why so um yeah yeah just be mindful and then just try to think of other things to do and I don't think that there is necessarily anything wrong with like coming home and having a drink after work, but but not if every you're day. <laughs> well, I won't even say it. if you're having one glass of wine, like okay, but it's the intention behind having the wine. So if yeah. you're coming, like for you, you're saying you know you were stressed at work, so you're coming home and drinking wine, right? And then it's like okay, you're using the wine as a way to like you know. Not think about work, right? Right, whereas if you're just coming home and having a glass of wine, like you know, I'm good, I'm feeling good, I'm in a good mood, That's and you're true. having one, the then it's different, right? Yeah, so you know, we just have to because we be, drink a wine um, right now, right? Exactly, listen, and I'm not, no, I'm just kidding. But no, the day I had at work today mm-hmm. it was long, um, but yeah, I think this is my first last time I had the last time I drank was New Year's. Really dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I drink on Sundays. <laughs> but I've been but like, drinking mainly everybody's different. That's true. I me I've been drinking mainly champagne and wine though. Not too much Harvest. I do not like champagne. Okay, so let's talk about black men and grieving. Specifically. Black men, black in, men, the men in the music industry. In the music industry and grieving. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like as black men in general, they're held to a higher standard. A lot of men are told not to cry, not to do this, not to do that. Basically not to feel mm-hmm. shit. And that's right. not okay. Like it's okay to feel, you know? Um, so we say the music industry specifically because there's a lot of um, rappers and stuff who has passed away, like Pop Smoke nipsy yes yeah, so yeah. um king vaughn yes it's been yes. a lot of rappers recently and in the past you know we can go back you know tupac, tupac biggie, biggie right yes. a lot of rappers who have passed away yes um and then we wanna so it's that and then like their families right and rebuilding mm-hmm. um the culture afterwards right so and the reason why uh, we brought this up is because one i want to give a shout out to holly my college roommate i love her she um she's a faithful listener of our podcast (laughs) and so she's always um you know after an episode we'll talk and she'll tell me like oh like you know things that she liked about it and um just like you know tips for the next episode or just different topics that we can talk about in the future Mm-hmm. hopefully we can have her on the podcast someday um but yeah so um she brought this up because she's seen the video um that Pop Smoke's brother did with I don't know have you ever seen Fix My Life with Anyama Ayana, Ayana, yeah, whatever yeah. her name is yeah so um she's been doing like you know these episodes of Fix My Life and then also Taraji P. Henson yes I, was that gonna it was. I like that one it was Taraji P. Henson yeah. she did one with Pop Smoke and she also did one with I think I think her name is asian doll for uh king, king Vaughn, yeah. yeah so that's where we got this question from holly um brought it up yeah okay so how do you feel about it um i think first we have to look at there's an intersectionality right so kimberly crenshaw she's um, a black author and she came up with this word intersectionality intersectionality is How, as a person, as a human being at the core, we are just we have different parts of us. So, for us, it would be woman, right? First of all, we're a woman, right? Not only are we a woman, but we're a black woman, right? And you can even say black woman, and then our career, right? Right. Um, for other people, it may be you know, Latina. You know, lesbian, you know, woman or trans this. So you just have all these different parts of you that may deal with your identity and your culture. Right. So when I think of black men in the music industry, you think of black, male and in their career music industry. You just take one of those and there's already stereotypes about that particular identity. Right. So like black male. You in it's you know, it's already perceptions that people have of you. So like you mentioned earlier, a lot of times black men are taught not to cry, to be a man. You know, they're taught all these things and so it's hard to express yourself when that's when that's what society is teaching you or telling you. So in this situation I'm it's unfortunate that you know, black men who lose their lives and then their families like how they grieve yeah and how they may not be able to grieve privately that's the thing that's what i wanted to say that keyword is privately because uh, once you're a celebrity or even the family member of a celebrity everything is out in the open and like we said before society has taught for the most part um has said, like, black men aren't supposed to cry, they aren't supposed to do that. So imagine you are... Society already has this pressure on you. It could be your parents, whoever. And then you're feeling like, okay, I'm not supposed to be crying, I'm not supposed to be feeling all these type of emotions. Mm-hmm. And then you lose someone, and then you're in the public eye, mm-hmm. you know? That's a lot. That's a lot for somebody to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's why... Ugh, yeah, that's why I a song like social media too cause they just be <sighs> yeah it's just so much that plays into that and even I know we're speaking specifically about black men in the music industry but um, another example would be like Chrissy Teigen you know who Chrissy Teigen is yeah John Legend she had that miscarriage right so she had the miscarriage and then I guess she may have posted it online or something mm-hmm. and then people were like really coming for her And it's like, what people have to realize is that this is not your experience. This is my experience. So if I want to post my whole life on Instagram or on Facebook, that's my experience. And if I want to talk about my miscarriage, that's my experience. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to talk about your miscarriage or you have to post your life on Facebook. Yes and it's just so inconsiderate. People on social media are so inconsiderate. And another point I want to bring up too is recently um so we all know Cole Bryant passed away, rest in heaven. But he uh, I don't don't quote me on this y'all, but his wife had posted um you know in, in remembrance of Kobe like please don't post like the helicopter and other things like that. You have other pictures that you can post. You don't have to just post those because we are still grieving, mm-hmm. you know? And it has been people that will post, like, oh, like, the helicopter scene and shit like that. And it's, like, it's just so inconsiderate. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't you post something else, a picture of him? You can literally Google a picture of him on the fucking website, screenshot it, and post that, rest in peace. Right. Don't just post, um you know, like, the helicopter scene and things like that to remind people what happened we know what happened right you know and i think that goes to what the millennials these days what we say is like clout right people are like oh you're doing that for clout you're doing that to get recognition or attention and i think a lot of us are interested into how it happened right we're like what like we want to see how the plane but because people are interested in knowing this is why people are posting it because you're going to click on it it's like quote-unquote, clickbait, you know? Yes. Like, oh, this is going to get this person's attention to click on my website or my, you know, my profile. Yep. Um, yes. So that's a, a lot of times why why people do that. And it's not right. Like you said, it's not right for people to do that. But people are inconsiderate, and they're doing it for their own gain. Selfish. Game. Selfish. Yeah. Just selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I, I think it's just very important for black men and, and people in general to take care of their mental health like mental health is so important i've been um i've been studying for this test and oh my gosh all the disorders i've been learning about oh my god my head hurts (laughs) i'm just like oh my gosh, schizophrenia schizoid schizotypical bipolar like there's just so many disorders yeah and um and medications and things like that and depression and major depression it's just so much and i think that people should really just take care of themselves especially now during covid like a lot of people have lost their jobs you know yeah bills don't stop just because you lose your job so it just you know i think right now we're just in a really tough spot yeah and i've been preaching feel deal heal right so feel what you're going through deal with what you're going through and then Mm -hmm. heal from it i like that yeah And I got that from this author, I am Kira J. She on Instagram, y'all. She's like one of my, I mean, I'm an author too. I'm just saying. Okay. (laughs) She is is one of my favorite authors though. So she wrote this book called The Breaking Point. Mm -hmm. So like you're at your breaking point. Like it was, it's really good. And then she wrote this new book that I just ordered. And it's called The Healing Point. Now that Mm -hmm. you, you broke. Now you got to heal. You got to put the pieces back together. Right. Right. And that goes hand in hand with losses. They're gone, unfortunately. And unfortunately, um, they're not coming back. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're broken. But now you have to put these pieces together because you are still here. Right. You know, and ultimately, and a lot of people be like... You know how people be like, Oh, if they were looking down on you, she would be so proud of you, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Like that's like go to, to. Yeah. And it's like we know in our hearts that that person for the most part that person would not want us broken. Mm-hmm. You know? They will want us to heal and deal with our emotions. So just saying y'all, just yeah heal and it won't be easy for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely doable. Yeah, so really, you know, take care of yourselves. Do yes. some self care and Please. learn some positive coping skills. Talk to people. Yes. Don't hold it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I always be like, You got a minute, no, I just need to vent Just give me five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Woo, I'll cap up at it. Right. Yeah, okay. we all we all need that. You we need someone to talk to and let it out. But. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next question is: You ever not have anyone to confide in? So this question kind of goes hand in hand with you know having you know having lost. Right. We were just talking about how you said you know I call you like hey you got a minute yeah just listen. Um. So, have you ever not had anyone to confide in? No. I haven't. Um no, I feel like I have people in my life, family and friends, who I can confide in for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's certain people because we have different friends for different things, right? Yeah. So it's certain people I feel like I can it depends on the subject too. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it's certain people who I'll be like, Oh, I can tell this person that, but I don't really want to confide in this person, mm-hmm. you know? But there has been a time where I felt like I didn't want to confide in anybody. Mm -hmm. But I still had the opportunity to. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's be What happened? It was stuff that happened in my childhood that I'm like, okay, I don't really want to tell anybody this, but I know that I can type Mm -hmm. of thing. So um, that's what mainly happened with me. But I've always had somebody there... To um to confide in now we were talking about this earlier. I've had had situations where I've confided in somebody and they either didn't listen, didn't take me serious, or whatever the case may be, and it made me feel like I should have never confided in you. Mm-hmm. And I hate that feeling, you know. Um, I've had I have had that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think i'm I'm similar um I've never not had anyone to confide in, and when you have like siblings, it's like you know like you can confide in your siblings if you have a good relationship with them so because I'm close to my siblings, specifically, my sister's like, if I ever needed to talk to someone, I can always talk to my sister, yeah um And then just having a really, you know, a really close group of friends. Like, I can confide in my friends. And even, like how you said, I think I do have particular friends for particular situations and, you know, subjects. Who I would tell what. And there have been things that have either happened to me, both positive and negative, that I have not told people about. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to tell... Everything. everything, yep. And that's something that I'm learning and that I'm practicing in 2021 is that everything that's going on in my life, I don't have to post it. I don't have to um, tell my friends, yeah. you know, I don't have to tell my family. Like, there are things that you can just keep to yourself. And yes. It's okay to keep it to yourself. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Um, so that I think that's just important because I think in the age of social media and, just wanting everybody to know everything—it's like you don't have to tell people everything, you know. Um, I had seen this movie—was it a movie or a show—and they were just talking about how um, how people post every little thing. It's like I don't know; it could be the stupidest thing, like that people probably don't even care about. But it's like, ooh, oh, that's what they were saying. You know how um, when Instagram first came out, everyone's posting pictures of their food, of their plate. Oh, yes. It right. was like, ooh, oh, wait, you're I didn't do that. That was me. <laughs> no did it. it like instagram that's what it was like at the beginning that's what it was like all about it was like posting your food yeah and especially like when the, the beginning stages of instagram when like thanksgiving would come around and stuff and they're like we all eat the, the same same thing. Thing. <laughs> yeah, eat the same thing we all got greens mac and cheese turkey ham yams mm-hmm. like you ain't gotta post your plate bruh mm-hmm. we all are literally eating the same thing so i thought that was just funny so yeah you know i just want y'all to know that Y'all don't have to post everything that's going on in your life. You can keep yeah. some things to yourself. Um you don't have to tell your friends about everything that's going on in your life. Um Yeah, so. Yes, and you know what? I love that because I agree, y'all. And I don't I don't. Like it's when I wrote that book I have people coming out of the woodworks, not the woodworks, but like people who I associate with like, Oh my God, you didn't tell me this Mm -hmm. because I don't have to tell everybody everything. I didn't even really post it until it was done. You Mm know? Um, I personally don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like when people post everything. I feel like something should be a secret. I'm really big on energy. I feel like people, you can post like, Oh, I want to get a new car or whatever the case may be. And, Another person may prey on your downfall, Mm -hmm. you know. And I really, I do believe in that. I Mm -hmm. can't. I don't know that to be true, but I do believe in that. Like a lot of people, people are so judgmental. People are not genuinely happy for you. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell everybody everything, right? And that's for sure. I've learned that, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've had conversations. Not really with my friends, more so my family. I, I love my family, but this is the truth. Um, I have conversations with them, or a person or whatever, and then they'll be like, "Oh, why do you want to do that?" Or, or not. And then just mm-hmm. like keep that negative energy over there, you know. And then I'd be like, "Dang, I should have never told you." Right. You know. So it's just yeah, keep your business to yourself. Your relationships. I love how some of my um some of my friends. You know they're they're in full blown relationships and mm-hmm. you wouldn't know because they're not really posted on social media like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like your your relationships, your next moves, right, and your money—that's a big thing. People don't need to know how much money. You oh made. my gosh. That is, that's my pet off. peeve. Uh, yes, remember we had went to that. Um, that kickback and yes. then you have like all the money in his hand like bruh okay you got some money whoop de whoop and you, you ain't throwing none of it like put it back in your pocket like yes. first of all this is like yeah things like that creepy. like just keep that to yourself like there's no there's no need to be, just be posting all that but you know, we know why people do those things. Like, we know people want the recognition, people want to the be attention. the attention. They wanna that's be you know, yeah, it's that's really just what it is and And it's okay, it let me, me let me rephrase that. It's okay to post your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it may be. That that is cool. But um I've noticed that my friends who don't post it, mm-hmm. it lasts longer. That's what they say. Oh, real. Like seriously, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's what they say. So that's what I'm gonna do. My uh, my cousin was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, why? Um, I've been talking to this girl for a whole year, and she just posted that she got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I ain't seen, um, I ain't seen her post her. She ain't, she ain't got now one picture of her boyfriend on this page. Yep. Now, in that case, obviously, if she got engaged, she probably shouldn't have been talking to my cousin. But, right. um, I just think that's so funny. I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> this girl, yeah. But like, yeah, you ain't got to post everything. And if you do post everything, that's every to each your own. That's what I'm just like to each your own. Yeah, because. Some people post everything because you know maybe they get paid from social media or that's how yeah. they make their living and they're creative and things that's like true. that so um do do what's best for you yeah <laughs> It it's, we're non-judgmental y'all we just saying yes yeah, non-judgmental zone. but if that's what you want to do that's completely fine i always yeah. say that i feel like i said it to my friends every other day if that's what you want to do i'm with it <laughs> I'm <laughs> whatever with it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, at this point oh, i'm okay. just saying i'm not about to be doing all that yeah i seen this post it was like for my social media account you can't tell if i'm single, lonely, broke Or so and so. I'm like dang, and then I have one on my social media. I'm like dang, you can't tell if I'm single, lonely, in a relationship, (laughs) broke. (laughs) Yeah, and that's good, right? I want to keep it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Well, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram at YouEverPodcast. Um, leave us some questions. Uh, share, like, subscribe. You can listen to us on Mm -hmm. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, all that good stuff. So. let us know what y'all think. And we are coming up on our one-year anniversary. woo It's our anniversary. <laughs> but, yeah, so y'all um, stay tuned for that. Bye.